This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Is that blood in the air you smell? Nah, it's just the Demon Slayer podcast. I'm your host, Alien Renegade. And with me, I got my co-host. Hey everyone, it's Lord GTZ here. And joining us for this episode of the podcast. It's uh, your music guru of sorts, Duelist. You may remember me from my guest stints on the regular podcast or various other things. And thank you for joining us, Duelist. Happy to be here. Alright, so folks, episode one of Demon Slayer premiered on Tanami this past Saturday, and it made waves. I think this is probably the most activity I've seen on the Tanami side of Twitter in a long time. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and um, judging by the reactions that we got on our on our Demon Slayer podcast Twitter, you guys seem to enjoy the episode a lot too, which is great. And I mean, it's only going to get better from here, so you guys better prepare yourselves for that. But while we're here, just going to, you know, discuss our thoughts on episode one, what we heard, what we liked, what we possibly didn't like, I don't know. So, episode one. The beginning of the whole shebang follows Tanjiro Kamado and his family. They just live in the village, live a modest life. Tanjiro sells charcoal to people. You know, everything seems normal. His family's precious. But Tanjiro works a little too late. And an old man in, a, in the woods tells him, Hey, it's getting dark. You should just rest here for a little bit because the demons... They might get you. And Tanjiro's like, mm, okay. Yeah, sure, why not? So he goes. So he goes into that house, he rests for the night, and he comes home to lots and lots of red. Yep. Some demon rolled up into his crib, killed everybody, except for Nezuko for some reason. So Tanjiro rushes back into the town trying to find a doctor. And it turns out Nezuko is now a demon. At first she tries to kill him, but after a lot of struggling and a lot of get a hold of yourself, it's me, your brother, she realizes who he is and actually cries, to, much to his surprise. But soon enough that tender moment is ruined by... Giyu Tomioka, a demon slayer, in the demon slayer core. He says, sorry, gotta kill your sister. She's a demon. Tanjiro pleads and begs, literally begs on his knees, please don't hurt my sister. She won't eat anybody, I promise. Giyu gives him a really powerful, really rousing speech telling him to get his shit together, basically, because... You know, no no other 
no villain is going to show him mercy like that. Probably makes him even more likely to kill him. And he said, if you want something, you got to fight for it. So Tanjiro, despite the fact that he's just a guy who sells charcoal, he does his best to protect the sister and almost gets Gyu with the flying axe that he didn't see coming out of nowhere. So Gyu tries to kill Nezuko, but Nezuko does her best to fight back and to protect Tanjiro at the same time, which is different from what most demons normally do so after pacifying them he tells them to go find someone named Oroku Daki and thus begins Tanjiro and Nezuko's long long journey to find a cure to bring her back to normal it's a very very simple first episode but it was a powerful one nonetheless made even more powerful by the by the adaptation Every time I see this episode, I'm still, like, blown away by, like, how good it is. Like, there's just so much emotional weight to it. And it, it kind of reminds me of the first chapter of Hunter Hunter, actually. Where, like, Gon is, like, protecting, like, a animal from being killed by Kite. So, like, it definitely kind of has that same kind of uh, thematic feel to it of, like, protecting life no matter what kind of life it is. Um, also just the, as far as the dub goes for Demon Slayer, this was a fantastic performance by, uh, Zach Aguilar. Like, he nailed Tanjiro so well. Seriously. I thought the, uh, the dub in general was quite good. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Especially when he gets, um, sorry. When he gets to the part where, where Tanjiro's like, pleading to to give that he'll find a way to protect Nezuko. That part gave me chills. Yeah. Uh, Johnny and Bosch's performance as Giyu was also just really good. Like, he did, like, a great job of really, like, capturing the character. And, like, even this time around, I noticed, like, small details of foreshadowing for Giyu's character that happened, like, way later in the story. Like, uh, his out- outburst at Tanjiro, for instance, like, there's a lot of uh, important plot stuff later that explains why he's so angry about how Tanjiro's acting. So it, it was really interesting. Of course, we can't talk about that now because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, I, I did, in fact, watch the sub of episode one back when it first came out. And while it definitely left an impression on me i think re-watching it dubbed left even more of an impression on me than uh <clears throat> when i watched it the first time so take what you will from that man honestly i just want i, I just want a clip of johnny young Bosch's speech like as, as give i just want i just want to have that one clip and i just want to watch it like at least once a day because that <laughs> That has to have been one of the most powerful things that Johnny Ambosh has, has done in this whole career. Holy hell, that was that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'd have to agree that that speech was just so good. Has he been in a lot of dubs of recent? A lot of, think the, of like what the last stuff he would have been in that I was aware. A lot of, of his um, a lot of his recent dubbing work 
um, you see him a lot in like a lot of the uh, the Netflix series. Mm. Like he was in High Score Girl. He was also the main character in uh, Children of the Whales as well. Mm. Still got to get around to a lot of those Netflix anime. <laughs> and of course, most recently, he was in a uh, Promare. Oh yeah, he wasn't. All right, right, yeah. I don't know how I spaced on that, but I, I guess I just don't feel like I've heard him in a in a series in a while. Yeah. He's also the Zora in Black Clover as well. Yeah, I'm I'm very far behind on Black Clover <laughs> watching. Yeah, um, one of the most interesting things about episode one. Like while I was watching episode one, I had my uh, my physical copy of volume one right next to me. So I was reading, I was looking at chapter one while going through, while watching the episode and just seeing how it compared. And it's crazy how like you, your photo table just managed to take things pretty much like shot for shot, panel for panel in, in this, in the manga. And then they even, even still, they added their own flair to it. Like one of the big things I noticed that at the beginning, they actually spend more time with Ch- Tanjiro's family in the anime than they do in the manga. Like in the in the manga, it's only like probably like two pages worth of stuff, but they, but in the anime, they pretty much expanded on his family, like gave them full personalities, just gave them so many tender, precious moments, so that way, you know, when they died, it hurt a lot more. Yeah, like Yufutable just in general does a really great job of like capturing the manga faithfully while still like having their own unique spin on the material. Like episode one, like you said, it, it adapts the first chapter, but it's such a great adaption of it because of how faithful they are to it, but also all the unique animation and uh, direction shots that they use throughout the episode to really emphasize and, like, impact, like, all the emotions that go through that the story, which is just really cool to see. Oh, yeah. Um, I think one of the... I think the part... One of the parts that stood out to me most in terms of the adaptation, just that little bit, that little piano bit of Nezuko's theme playing when she realizes that she's attacking Tanjiro and starts crying, that hit me hard. Oh yeah, that, that's so brutal. And, and they picked the best part of that theme to use for that for that scene too. I I was really impressed by that by that scoring choice. That was so good. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I think it was pretty good overall. For whatever reason, I don't feel like I necessarily. I may have been a bit sleepy or something when I first watched it or something. I don't know. But I definitely left way more of an impression on me in general the second time all around than uh, when I watched the first episode of the Simulcast back whenever the heck that was at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, though, the first episode doesn't really hook them usually. Like... Even when the first chapter of the manga came out, like in both uh, Japan and in the U.S., like people weren't like saying, oh, it's amazing or anything. They're kind of just very middling on it. 
But I feel this dub is doing a very good job of like conveying those emotions just even more effectively. And I think that's helping a lot with uh, people's perception of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of my friends said that he w- he wasn't quite feeling it. He said he needed, needed a little bit more more time with it. And I was like, yeah, that's understandable. Because that's, t- that's typically how it goes when it comes to first episode reactions. They're either like, oh, my God, or they're just like, mm, I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, like, if, if you aren't into Demon Slayer right away, wait a few episodes. I think most people get hooked by the end of uh, the uh, Natagumo Mountain arc or the Spider Mountain arc, which is a very big deal in the series. And uh, Table goes all out for it in the anime as well. Um, so I hope that uh, people who aren't like really on board yet... Uh, stay along on the train for a little bit longer because I think they are going to get a lot of value out of it. Yep. I mean, once it gets going, it gets going. Especially once once Tanjiro starts learning his sword play. Yeah, like once uh, all of, like the introductory stuff is like done and more of the supporting cast comes in, like the series really comes into its own. And it's just overall just a really entertaining series. But um, one thing though, definitely the the dub cast so far is killing it, and I can't wait to hear more of it. Yeah, I'm interested uh, to hear uh, Urokodaki next week. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to how uh, he sounds because he's also like a great character as well. And I, I think like uh, a lot of people are going to be getting more invested in the series as more of the characters are coming in as well. Yep. I do look forward to watching more of it as I've heard nothing but good things. It is a piece of art duelist of the highest caliber. I know everyone wouldn't shut up about whatever that one episode's animation was at one Episode point. 19. Yeah. For some reason I remembered the number. Oh, <laughs> uh, main reason I remember that is because that week that Demon Slayer got its own Twitter moment, like from the official like Twitter moments account. It was so big that Twitter moments had to talk about that. Yeah, like... But that's that's a story for, you know, 18 weeks later. Yeah, it, it's kind of insane to look at, like, the, like, journey of Demon Slayer's popularity a bit. Because you notice as, like, especially as it goes into the second half, a lot more of the episodes are trending on Twitter. Like, episode 19 trended. Uh, Rengoku's introduction trended. And then at the end of the series when the film was announced, that trended like crazy, too. So, yeah, you can really see that even if, like, people weren't, like, clamoring about it early on, as the series keeps going, more and more people picked it up and were just, like, super into it. And uh, I guess one last thing that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, the opening. It's a bop, isn't it? It's amazing. Oh, uh, Here's something that maybe you guys can tell me. Uh, like the, uh, the, the, the sub version of that, that have, cause they played like the full opening at the end of the episode and then they did like that credit scroll. How did that, how was that in the original? That was the same in the original too. Like they showed the opening and then all the Japanese, uh, staff members. Fair enough. 
Yep, just like that. I'm assuming we're going to get a shortened intro next uh, week. Probably. That, unless they deem that that technically wasn't the opening playing for the first time, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, SAO Season 2 had a similar thing, so I think they're probably going to cut it for Episode 2. It'd be nice if we did get an, another full full airing of that opening, because it is, it is a bop. Yeah, it's amazing. I love all the little details in it, too. Like, uh, there's just all the different references to specific chapters. You can actually see some of the villains that come up later in the series, like, quickly on screen, and all the different sword techniques and stuff. It's just really well thought out. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have any other thoughts? I mean, I guess, overall, episode one of the dub was fantastic. And I am looking forward to re-experiencing the series over the coming weeks. Uh, a couple things I'll touch on that maybe are more relevant to me than some others. Uh, I thought Toonami's promo for the show was fucking good. And I'm now hoping it's okay if I swear on here. <laughs> Paul already sweared last week, so we can't have a no-swearing rule anymore. Uh, fair enough. I just... Uh, I think that that ghost track is uh, was really well used. I was a bit underwhelmed by the music they used for the bumps, which maybe that won't stay the same for very long anyway, though we've thought they were going to switch up most of the bumps for a while now, and they keep not doing it, so I don't even know. We might have to wait for the forge. Probably. Which I'm... Um, Wondering if that's going to be another one of those the bumps are somewhat different every week deals. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, as far as the bumps go, uh, they chose some interesting scenes for the bumps. Like, uh, I like the one bump where like it's Tanjiro trying to cut the boulder, <laughs> and like his like whole entire body is shaking while he's trying to do it. That that was a funny one to uh, choose for the first episode. <laughs> I will say I raised an eyebrow when they had Tom saying it's the premiere of Demon Slayer only because I forget which other show, but like for however long it's been on now, they, they've kept a bump that's like, you know, and now for the premiere, premiere of X. Dr. Stone. Well, is it Dr. Stone? That probably makes sense. And, like, I realize they have bigger things to worry about, but sometimes it's just like, eh, would it really take that long to switch out that line, even? I don't know. It's just sometimes I feel like in the past they did a little more with that effort-wise. But, like I said, they probably have a lot of other shit they're working on these days. Or at least that is what I would assume. Yeah, probably. Also, I did. Also, I like that bump music. What are you talking about? It was actually a really cool song. I liked it. Which one are we talking about? The Demon Slayer bump music. Eh, maybe, maybe it'll grow on me a little. I guess it just felt. I mean, maybe it's in tone or or yeah, it just seemed very subdued and I don't know. Just my personal opinion, but. Folks, send all your hate mail to Duelist. 
I said I like the promo, so I can't unconditionally promo. love every piece of tsunami uh, packaging. Duelist, it's <laughs> the law. You can't hate anything about tsunami. <sighs> well, I I guess that that about wraps this up. You guys good? Yeah, I think we covered everything. There's not much else I can think to discuss until I get the opportunity to watch more, so... Yeah, I feel like we're going to have more to say as we get further into the series. Like, this week is mainly just kind of introducing, like, Tanjiro Nezuko and Kiyu. But I think once we get to more of the heavier episodes, it'll definitely be a more, like, deeper discussion. Yep. So, uh, I guess thank you for... Joining us for this episode, uh, Duelist reacts to Demon Slayer episode one. Hey, hey, hey. Who said you could hijack this? Duelist, go back to the dungeon. Jarrell's bringing food soon. It's about time. Well, anyways, let's just wrap this up right now. You can follow us on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast. Also, you can follow Tanami Faithful at Tanami News and the Tanami Faithful Podcast at Tanami Podcast. You can follow me, Alien Renegade, on Twitter at Alien Renegade and VLord. Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And uh, you can find my more manga focused reviews over on all-comic.com, where I also review Demon Slayers. Uh, keep a lookout for those reviews. And of course, you can also find my Tanami focused reviews and articles over on tsunamifaithful.com. Um, so yeah, just hit me up. Like on any of those, and I'm always happy to talk about stuff. All right, and Duelist, where can they find you? Uh, you can find and follow me on Twitter at Heart of Sword seventy five. Got links to my YouTube. Focuses on trying to ID and promote a lot of uh, the music used on Toonami. Uh, you can also, and I would encourage you to listen uh, to our bi-weekly podcast uh, podcast ONA over on uh, Surreal Resolution you can follow them on Twitter at, at Surreal Rezo R-E-S-O um, yeah we've been doing it for about a year now a lot of just the weekly anime news coming out and boy has there been a lot of it recently <laughs> just keeps uh, piling up Honestly, at least for me, it's been the best resource I've personally found for keeping up with uh, everything that's frickin' being announced lately. And, like, I swear, it's like the second renaissance or something. So, All right. Yeah. Well, folks, that's the end of episode one of the Demon Slayer podcast. And remember, please be careful at night. <laughs> <laughs>